0: Hey, it's your old pal Slim, and this is 70 Millimeter, a podcast for film lovers. Every Monday, I'm joined by famous artist Danny Haas.
1: If that chicken in the beginning of this film made you question everything about your life, what did the rest of this film do to you?
0: (laughs) And spiritual advisor Protolexis. I've heard a lot of people
2: with with those thoughts and I've reflected a lot upon that and I've decided not to change
0: and together as friends forever we discuss recently watched movies later in this very episode we close out Latin American Movies Month with City of God Roger Ebert says and I quote one of the best films you will ever see It's time to settle the score. Enjoy! Proto's worst fears realized... Oh my gosh. We've hit 200 patrons. We will be officially doing the Harry Potter film franchise for our supporters. We're actually, we now, I think we did it all in one day. It was coming in hot in Discord chat. We're at, I think, 203 patrons as of recording the very first Harry Potter film in Discord live. Proto, uh, did you think this would happen? Hitting 200 patrons to start doing the Harry Potter movies? Uh, a few
2: months ago, I, I I think when we first announced the goal, I thought uh, maybe it won't happen. Uh, but as time has gone on, it seemed pretty obvious that it was going to happen and mm. that we'd have to watch all of these movies, yeah. um, which might be a good thing. We'll find out. Have you seen them all, Proto? Yeah. Yeah, I've okay. seen them at some
0: point. Mm. I'm wondering, if that was probably BLB though, right? You haven't recently gone back to watch these.
2: Oh, no, 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 no. I've never gone back to rewatch these. <laughs> I think I'm, I probably saw Prisoner two or three times,
0: mm-hmm. but that's about it. We, I think those are available in 4K, Dolby Vision, UHD. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how those first two movies hold up. I think one of my older reviews of the first movie, I said something like special effects from 1981. Danny, your thoughts on the special effects in the first two? Christopher Columbus directed Harry
1: Potter. I'm not Potters. spoiling my 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 uh, thoughts on Harry Potter. Right? You're not now. even going to give us a taste on the on the feed. No. As I take off my Hufflepuff robe,
0: these episodes are going into the 70mm vault. You can only listen to the Harry Potter episode and the Matrix, which just recently uh, was released to our supporters. Sign up on our Patreon, get access to those episodes. Otherwise, you'll never hear those episodes. They're not coming out. Mm -hmm. This is not like the Disney vault where we take them out for just a taste. They're staying put Mm -hmm. behind the vault. We should call out the new friends that joined this week to put us over the 200 mark. Drew, Breck, Hunter, Fran, Kate, Rachel, Jacob, Devin, and Alex. All signed up, patreon.com slash 70mm. Thank you so much for your support. We truly appreciate it. You can get discounts. We don't talk about this too, too much, but if you become a patron, you get discounts on, Dan- on the Danny's Beautiful Prince on our storefront. Mm. You get access to our Discord, which we do talk about. Um, but the discount on Prince, Danny's Beautiful Prince, you want those bad boys framed on a wall? At some point. You can yeah. do so. Danny, what movies did you watch this week? Anything good? I'll talk about one. I'll
1: give you guys just one. 1978's Autumn Sonata. Ingmar Bergman's what uh, I had just watched persona a couple weeks ago and this one I had wanted to watch and it's brought up on um, dinner with Andre and so it was back in my intention again so uh, I decided to watch it and I didn't really know what to expect I watched the trailer but I wasn't it's an old trailer so it didn't matter um, and it's a painful movie it starts out quite um, cheery and mm-hmm. loving and it's gorgeous because it's Ingmar and um, just really liked it. And then it just kind of deals with a lot of childhood trauma with uh, the daughter and the mother. And there's some amazing performances in this, in the final, maybe 20, 30 minutes of this film. I gave it five stars. Um, I'm i I'm just, kind of in love with this film i i I Mm want to watch it again actually um because i i didn't know what to expect and i was kind of just shocked at the end of it um it's so gorgeous ingmar's and sorry uh ingrid bergman's in it and uh ingmar's fave Liv is in it as well so uh, it's a beautiful film
0: this might be a silly question but like I said before, every day I, put, I stand up in front of that, that mirror. In
2: put the yourself morning, out there. And I
0: I put myself out there and I say I have to be brave. Yeah. Are Ingrid Bergman and Igmar Bergman related? Connecting the dots right now. Hey, Google. <laughs> Goody says no in chat. Marcy says no. All right, so. I don't think they are. I appreciate the honesty from everybody. Danny, way. Danny,
2: you've now seen three Bergmans. Can we get the official Danny Haas
1: rankings? <laughs> Of the Seven oh, Seal, the Autumn
2: Sonata, and Persona,
1: it would definitely go Persona, Autumn, Seven Seal. No hesitation. Yeah, no hesitation. Persona is pretty amazing. I I love that film. Uh, Autumn Sonata surprised me, and then I was just kind of taken back on the performances in that Seven Seal is great. There's, it's just, um, it just doesn't. It's not as good as the two. And there's, I clicked on Ingmar's uh, Letterboxd, and he had 70 director credits. So Thanks. I was trying to figure out where I go next. Hmm. Um, so that's that's really what I've watched this week that I really want to talk about. What
0: about Big Hero Six?
1: I mean, what's to say?
2: It's Another a great five film. banger?
0: What a week of five what's bangers.
1: Did I give it five? I didn't give Big Hero
2: five. Danny is starting a new trend where every movie he watches just gets five stars.
0: <laughs> I only watch the good ones, okay? <laughs> I had some I had some problems with Big Hero Six. But I read it's, your We're not going to get into it right now. If anyone wants to read Slim's Big Hero review, go ahead. 2015, I wrote this review. It's a long time ago. Yeah, you're a new person. Maybe it'll maybe uh
1: maybe it's good. I enjoy the brothers. I enjoy the hero and his brother. I enjoy the animation in this film a lot. Uh, there's just some great stuff. It's a beautiful film. Hmm. Mm. It it falls apart a bit for me with pacing and some of the bits, but I it's just the villain, right? Yeah, the villain's yeah. okay. I mean, but I like the story aspect a lot. Um, so,
0: man, that would be a big episode. Go back, a big, and do hero? big big hero six episode gets I a mean, big hero the <laughs> maybe the biggest we'd ever do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we need that sounded to do. like a southern boy.
1: No, he sounded exactly like you, Slim. That's what you sound like. <laughs> Uh, we should definitely have nailed down to animation month
0: that'd be oh, a lot of fun oh okay but I don't think I'd pick Big Hero <laughs> we don't have I don't know if we have the time we'd be scheduling that in like DunePod eight months in advance I think yeah at that's this point. true at this point Prader you had a busy week right how many movies did you watch uh, that you're able to talk about on this episode this week um I can talk about I
2: can talk about two I watched uh, <gasps> The Matrix which we're doing for a special <laughs> bonus episode and I watched City of God and uh-huh. I and I and that's all the movies I can talk about. So
0: I have nothing <laughs> that's to say. Okay. There's no other movies. I know behind the scenes you are working real hard on Thank this you. podcast. So yes. I trust Proto. It doesn't with, go unnoticed. Yeah. We we see the work happening behind the scenes. All will be revealed. TikTok.com slash seventy millimeter pod. <laughs> <laughs> How has your TikTok uh, journey been going
2: this week? (laughs) It's been going good. It's a lot of fun. You know, it's a new medium. It's a new world. Mm. I don't fully understand it, but sometimes you just got to dive in full body
3: Mm. uh,
2: and and just drink from the TikTok pool. And that's what (laughs) I've been doing.
0: I've been... I usually use our Instagram. So it's just a funny having you post these TikTok videos and then these like replies coming in that are just so (laughs) obtuse and I have no idea what they're referencing. And then I see that you post a TikTok video (laughs) and it's just the funniest replies in our DMs. I have no idea what's going on. Mm. And then I don't look at those
2: DMs, so I have no idea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It seems very proto of you though in Mm -hmm. the end. Uh, breaking news in chat. Dale says, great news, just got booked for Big Hero 6 with Dune Pod. Thank oh, you. congrats, producer Dale. <laughs> so, uh, I think it was Paul that said, animation. I don't know. Get we'll it? Do the, we'll do the puns mm. here. So,
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the one thing I, do, speaking of H, you know, there, the Dune movie is coming out soon. soon. And our, very and our soon. dear friend, disgraced former producer uh, who is usually in the past, the host of the Cynonauts podcast was on their episode talking about face off, but they talked about Dune box office predictions. And I'm ready to say here now that we are going to be doing our darndest to scoop Dune pod and do a Dune episode (laughs) on this podcast feed. So you just, just know that behind the scenes, we're trying to orchestrate something big. Okay. We're trying to scoop that feed for Dune pod. We're trying to be first (laughs) Proto, how do you feel about Dune's box office? 2021, is it going to be bigger than Avengers Endgame? The hype is off the charts right now. Domestic. Yeah, well, the hype is
2: off the charts, but and I'll be honest, uh, you. you know, 6 months ago when people were worried about this movie, uh, I wasn't at all cuz I could I could feel the Zeitgeist in the air. And I could tell mm. that something was brewing. Uh, you know, you know. everyone's like, oh, p- pandemic, pandemic, COVID. Oh, and I'm thinking, no, 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 papi. This is perfect timing <laughs> for what's about to happen. So I think it's going to be big. I have no concept of box office numbers. I wouldn't even know how to guess mm-hmm, anything. Same. So I'm not going to put a
0: number out there, but I will say it's going to be big. Danny, you've already given this five stars, this movie. I did? Yeah, <laughs> mentally. Oh, mentally, mentally, this is a five banger from you. Yeah.
1: I mean, when I saw the preview, I was, I think it's more shocking uh, to not only have expectations of expectations met, but kind of exceeded and just to like a 10 minute preview. Mm. Uh, So I'm very excited to see the full thing.
0: Uh, we should talk about the winner of this week's free year of Letterboxd Pro. Ooh. Every week we give out a free year. Get rid of those ads on Letterboxd if you haven't upgraded a pro or patron yet. Uh, get those fancy banner images on your profile and in reviews. And this week's winner, sharing the show on social media, Pod on Twitter. Excuse me. Just won a free year of Letterboxd Pro. Congratulations. Ooh. The uh, film podcast film-based podcast going in-depth about varying movie-related subjects. Interesting. Do you think they talked about the Dune box office? They will know. <laughs> and if you want to upgrade to Letterboxd Pro or patron status, you can do so at any time. Support Letterbox at 70mmpod.com. There's a link you can use. City of God. Let's do it. Is the movie this week. This is our final pick for Latin America Movies Month. This is Proto's Pick. He's trying to go big or go home. This is the big one. I remember seeing this on many lists. Oh, can you set the stage for the city of God? Rocket, a young man living
2: in a slum of Rio de Janeiro, wants to take pictures with his camera. He has a crush on Angelica and would love to steal a kiss in exchange for a joint. But all around him, there are guns. Guns in the hands of friends, enemies, and the children that dictate the law. The law is this, if you run, the beast catches you. If you stay, the beast eats you. Rocket takes pictures, and he runs. He runs as all of those around him are eaten by the beast. And as Rocket grows, the slum grows, and the crime grows, and the beast chases Rocket in the city of God.
1: Talk about it.
0: I remember seeing the photo of him holding the camera and the poster. But mm. for some reason, when this first had come out, this obviously wasn't on my radar. It's a foreign film, first of all. You know, back then I probably pushed my nerdy glasses up and had no expectation to watch this. Mm. Do you remember hearing about this movie back then, Danny? No, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. I only heard about this film when I joined Letterboxd, actually. I did some sorting of lists, and this one was always at the top of like the cream of the crop. This was up there for all these movie lists. Mm-hmm. And when I always intrigued by the poster, but when I read the description, I, I never found myself mentally ready to watch this film. I, I knew what it was. I mean, i reading and figuring out what it's going to be about, but this film didn't feel like it was for me at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, my journey with the, I think the podcast itself and Being on Litterbox for longer than a few years now, uh, it feels good to finally watch this film.
0: Part of did you hear about this movie in two thousand two or I think two thousand four? It was in the Oscar contention, so I waited a little bit. Um, But was this on your radar back then?
2: No the the only thing that was on my radar is that the cover is something I remember seeing in you know Blockbuster. Over and over again, I feel, and I, I feel like this cover has always intrigued me. And then, you know, I heard about it, oh, you know, city of God, city of God, but similar to Danny, you know, I'd look at it and read the synopsis and nothing like get nothing from it and not be like, oh, I need to watch this, but always hearing amazing things about this movie Mm
3: -hmm.
2: of, you know, in the category of, uh, you know, possibly greatest movie, you know, if not ever greatest movie. Of you know the century or whatever. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. There's that poster. Yeah, that is a uh, man. Yeah, I remember seeing that on the rack of a uh, West Coast video. Big time. One of the best films you'll ever see. Roger Ebert. Ever heard of him? Doesn't get bigger than him. No. Raj. The Raj. They call him. My mm-hmm. first note for City of God. That poor little chicken. <laughs> that little guy running around in the front of this movie, getting chased. My God, he's so adorable. I probably wouldn't eat that chicken. Be my pet, you know? How many times have you eaten that chicken though? (laughs) 10,000 times? (laughs) I don't know, but it's a lot. I mean, that chicken had me questioning everything in my mm. life when I saw that little guy run around. Am I wrong to eat meat? That's what I was thinking when I saw him running.
1: If mm. that chicken in the beginning of this film made you question
0: everything about your life, what did the rest of this film do to you? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely made me think that I'm never visiting the city of God in any of my <laughs> trips in the, in the future. That's for sure. Proto, what's on your list for this view? You finally sat down to watch this. This is your pick to close out Latin America Movies Month. What's the vibe?
2: Uh, the vibe. Uh, I think the biggest thing for me, it, and really the the start of this, other than the chicken, when they go flashback to the '60s, because we see the '60s, uh, and then we see them when they're older. You know this this group of of kids that are growing up in the City of God. Um, just the idea that people this young would be running around with guns. Mm. <laughs> it's hard to compute. Yeah. This. This reality because, you know, you know, of course, all the talk about guns in America, but anytime you hear about anyone, at least for me, you know, I I I don't, you know, I don't live in a, a place with a lot of guns or people have a lot of guns, but it's it's usually, you know, we have one gun, it's under lock and key, you know, inside of a safe, blah, blah, blah. You know, no one can reach it but me. It's not loaded, whatever. You know, every safety precaution. The idea that there's just children running around with the revolvers, uh, you know, and they're like, they're like everywhere. Like, they're just like, you know, you like turn on the tap and a gun falls out.
0: It just, (laughs) it's just, it's just like mind boggling. Yeah. The, this was, at the time I'm, I'm assuming everyone probably had the same idea. Like, Oh, there's, you know, this different culture, different societies grow up totally differently. And this is kind of like the most dangerous city of that era, but it's so mind boggling. The amount of guns that everyone has, I would, this is like Gotham city on, on LSD, the amount of violence that could happen in this city at any moment. I mean, when they corner the runts, remember when Lil, uh, Dice and his gang corner the runts or they go after the runts and they corner those two kids. I
1: don't want to talk about it.
0: What a scene that kid crying like legit tears. In that moment, oh my yeah. god! Uh, I don't even know where to start for that scene. But just in general, the amount of violence—obviously, uh, very eye-opening. Which is, you know, really the point for most people like us that see this movie uh, and to be educated about how other societies live and what they go through. But it's just so wild and so crazy. Where do they even get all these guns? Mm. Danny, what's on your list? You know, I look at my list and it's—it's it's random.
1: Words because I don't know how to talk about this film. Uh the the cinematography of this film is amazing. It's weird to just kind of nitpick on this stuff, but the whole story of um that there's just this society that has been built, the city's built because of, of people being displaced and they're homeless, and uh it's just poverty like to the bottom of the barrel. Uh and it's just, there's just nowhere for these people to go. And crime is born, like legit violence is born out of this poverty. And like violence, not just like robbing your neighbor or um, just like you even see that quick robbery in the beginning where they steal the gas. Some of this, some of the killing, especially from Kid Lil, Lil Z, mm-hmm. is just kind of no, no care for human life. Like, and he's a child. Like there's just so, there's just some real dark, um, storytelling happening. And it's really weird to watch this as entertainment or, um, you know, it's not, you go into this, not expecting kind of like, when you watch a documentary, you you're expected to be educated. When you watch a feature film, it's, it's, you know, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I think that that scene is really set apart from most of the rest of the movie because there's this sense and just even this view that everyone seems very carefree and almost not afraid to die. You know, they look death in the face. Uh, a lot of them are laughing while they shoot guns mm-hmm. or you know, shoot then run away or just shooting somebody and having like a snide remark about it. like no, Like no value of life, like you said earlier. But that scene... Is like one of the few scenes, and this might be the only one where really someone is, you know, having a gun pointed at them, and you see just the fear and the terror mm-hmm. in their eyes. Uh, I, I think it's easily the hardest scene in the movie for yes. that reason. And even like you're saying about the tone of this movie, I feel like the the tone doesn't really match the content, uh, and it is kind of jarring because a lot of it is almost. Like just the editing and the style with the music, it's like very carefree and fun. Right. But it's just people are dying constantly in this movie, um, as if you know the you know it's a
0: a diamond dozen for you know a life. It's 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 really shocking. Yeah, I mean, just like waking up in the morning, kind of like realizing that you could just get a shot for no reason by anyone that lives nearby. It's just a whole different way of life. But the idea too of the way the film is structured feels like i think someone's review kind of called out that quentin tarantino is probably the more modern idea that maybe people are used to of movies that are shot this way like it starts you know modern day goes back shows all the different ensemble cast of characters i can't remember a more recent film with such a large ensemble cast that was like this movie
3: Mm, Because you're
0: you're brought through so many different characters right off the start of the movie and then it goes back in time and then it slowly comes back and then it comes full circle at the end of the movie. So I didn't know what the format of this film was when I first started watching it, but it's very frenetic. Like the editing is so frenetic and Mm. it's just very jarring. It's, I think it's hilarious that this is this movie we watch after Roma because they couldn't be more different in terms of film <laughs> mm, production yeah. you know you're a, you're you're kind of a fly on the wall in that movie and the camera slowly moves to reveal what's happening in the surroundings. but it's the total opposite of this film mm. um, It's very jarring. Paul calls out it's like man on fire yeah and the scene where I don't mean to go back to the child murder scene over and over again, but the scene where it's filmed from like the on over his shoulder, Oh, behind gosh. his head, and mm-hmm. you know, his head just kind of like appears in front of the various kids when you right before one of them gets shot. Just wild shots like that that I loved in the film. Um, so I, outside of Man on Fire, I don't remember a movie that is shot like this. The
2: only other movie I can think of is Romeo and Juliet that we did earlier. I feel like that kind of had that frenetic, um, chaotic mm-hmm. visual. Mm, yeah, I can see of, that uh, filming. What else is on your list, bro? Um, yeah, you know, it was really hard to take notes during that, like Danny was saying, they're kind of just like scattered, um, all over the place. Um, but some of the characters I love, uh, I love the character of Benny. Yes. Um, yeah, you know, he really stands out as someone maybe as kind of like a, you know, uh, uh, an inverse of, of rocket who is, uh, rather than trying to run and reject this life, he embraces it, um, but also wants to be free of it as well. Like, he wants to get out. And then he's also a younger brother of uh, the Tender Trio. So Shaggy was his older brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Rocket's older brother was is killed by Little Dice early in, in the beginning. So, you know, that's kind of interesting that they both come from... Um, you know, the tender trio having older brothers there, but go in vastly different directions. Um, and, but almost kind of wanting the same thing. You know, they want to escape this, mm-hmm. um, but they, they kind of don't know how. Um, the one thing that's, that seems strange to me the, the, the little dice character. So he's little dice in the beginning, then he's little Z. Um, but how in the beginning it looks like he's younger than Rocket. But then later, he looks like he's 15 years older.
0: (laughs) Back to Lil Dice. I mean, when they, that heist of the hotel Mm -hmm. at the start of the movie. And he's supposed to be like their little lookout and he's getting trolled by the older dude. And they leave and the cops find out that like all those people that were tied up are murdered. And then they show eventually what did happen to them. And he shoots them as a kid and it's all off screen. And for the most part, and you just hear them screaming while he's shooting at them tied up. And then eventually the screaming stops as he just continues to shoot. Holy God, what a freaking scene. That's insane. And he's like laughing when he's going through. So you would think that he's like kind of, you know, sociopath in that moment. But then later you see him like kind of show care for Benny who's leaving town and well, in, I guess, the only way he can kind of display emotion. I don't know, he's just such an interesting character to wrap your head around. Right. It's just like the sad cycle that I haven't really seen explained like this. You know, I'm used to like mafia movies where you have the local people like kind of getting 30% of like the local businesses or whatever and this this stuff, the turf wars happen in those movies. But it's never been explained as realistically as this movie, in my opinion. Because even when Lil X is running the show in the town for the drugs. see, Lil Z, he, every, there's no crime. You know, like they're selling the yeah. drugs and there's no like murder. He's protecting the town businesses. And it's almost like, uh, you know, they're paying off the cops. Everything's cool. And then the runts come in and then screw things up. And then that's what kicks off this war. I don't know. I just, I've seen that story told similarly in mafia movies, but it just felt more real here and more believable. And um, it was pretty powerful, I thought.
1: I want to talk about visually how well done this movie is. There's so many, um, so many framed shots that felt uh real intentional, like almost to like it hurt. It was so good. There's uh and it, it got me at the end of the film when um when uh Rocket he's been sent back from the paper and he's got the camera and he is following around this war basically in the town and just some of the angles they chose for him running some of the wide shots, the close-ups, the city itself. And then when he gets to that brick wall at the end where he can see through the cut holes and he's finally watching the end of Z. And uh, it's just gorgeous. Like, there's so many gorgeous shots in this film where they're tossing the drugs across the rooftops in the sunset. And the beach scenes are incredible. Like, Mm. this film is it's it's just these really quick moments in like in throughout the chaos and the the death and the darkness of this film that kind of give you a second to breathe before more murder happens <laughs> it's just like they have to give you moments a moment's pause and that's what these beach scenes were with his friends and him with the camera and it's just there's just really smart choices in a film so full of like dread uh, mm-hmm. to kind of give you a help getting through
0: it. And I, I really, I really pre- appreciated that. The sun on the mountains in the back of that beach. It's stupid. It was gorgeous. What? I would never yeah. leave that beach. Start, or just start a business <laughs> on that beach. <laughs> never go back into the city. Live there. I mean, who's, who's patrolling that beach? There's nobody patrolling that beach. No, not at all. The one other note too, that just jumped into my mind. You mentioned the beach was Angelica, the, um, his love interest. Yeah, and he has the hots for her they have this moment that's ruined by the runs on the beach where they're like kissing and eventually it doesn't work out she starts to go with Benny and then Benny is like welcomed into the fold the one aspect of this movie that I loved was there was like almost like no grudges in between that friend group yeah like even her other ex was it Robert the Brazilian Timmy Chalamet <laughs> yeah There was, there was like no, (laughs) in any other movie, Rocket could just be down in the dumps about that and kind of hold grudges, but they're all buddies. Right. They're all just still friends. They're all hanging out. Benny wants the camera for Rocket. I don't know. It just just jumped out at me as like a kind of freewheeling young friendship that in an American movie would, they just make a movie about how the angst, Mm. sexual angst between all these friends. So that just jumped out at me. Yeah, there's something so pure about Rocket in this amidst, uh,
2: you know, having a sociopath like Z in it. But <laughs> mm-hmm. Rocket is kind of in every way the opposite of that, where, he, you know, even he tries to pursue the life of a hood, you know, where he goes out and one night and he, you know, he tries to, um, you know, rob, <laughs> knock out Ned. He tries right. to like uh, rob a, a store and he just can't do any of it. Um <laughs> And I I just love the aspect of him wanting to be a photographer, uh, you know, and and wanting, just taking pictures and, and capturing uh, the moments with his friends uh, and being, you know, having like this special gift. Um, and then uh, one of the things that kind of uh, I didn't really understand was when he took the pictures of Z and his gang inside the house, mm-hmm. and then uh, they get developed and then the paper prints them and then rocket you know he says he says y- y- you don't understand you can't do this i can't go back the, you know z is going to kill me and and they're like what are you talking about and I, I i felt the same way i was like what are you talking about like z is going to love this you know he's going to love that you've taken pictures but then i realized that really anybody who spends time around z dies right yeah <laughs> so it was it was less about the pictures and it was more just the fact that Rocket knew that he couldn't spend time around this guy because he would just die eventually mm. uh, and that that didn't really hit me at first and just that like Rocket more than more than anyone and even me watching this just knew that the, the danger of being around someone like
0: him mm. he's like a he's like a real life joker I mean he shoots that one guy remember like after they get caught and he's like trying to get yeah. into his favor as they're walking down the alley he just shoots him dead because he's annoying <laughs> It's yeah. just like crazy scenes like yeah, that. hard to watch stuff, Danny, what else
1: oh goodness, let's see um I th- one one of the things i it's like the general theme that we've said a couple of times, but I'm surprised on how well done it was told was the cycle continuing, no matter what happens, no matter yeah. what changes were happening inside of the city of God, like the cycle of poverty and who takes over next, like, especially with the end of the film, when you see uh, the cops, you know, being paid off so that little Z gets away, but then the kids come by and kill Z. And then now they're in charge of the, of the slums. Like it's not only one man now who has been running things is dead. Now it's a group of kids who are more violent, Uh, more of them with guns so the cycle even gets worse this time around and there's just so many so many different uh, storylines in this film but all revolve around uh, this this cycle of violence and crime and poverty and how it all intertwines and one causes the other to exist and how it just is never ending Mm. Uh, and it's a it's just
0: fascinating how well done it is It's hard to talk about this movie because it's so depressing, but it's so well done. I can't remember the last movie I watched that was just like inherently depressing, but it's like, well, but this is a really well-made movie. And like you mentioned earlier, like, I don't know, Roma wasn't depressing like this, I thought. Uh, Marcy suggested Roma. Yeah, to me, this
2: this looks beautiful in the way that watching a movie set in like LA can be beautiful. Like just a like a beautiful setting, uh, you know, with gorgeous beaches. Um, but then it
0: just, it's just like filled with death mm-hmm. and murder constantly. Yeah, Benny, when Benny says I've become a playboy, I thought that scene was great.
3: <laughs>
0: it oh, gives yeah. him the money to bring back those clothes. That club. Yeah. That, that is club is scene amazing. is great. Yeah. yeah. I mentioned the mafia, the dice shooting montage I think it was mentioned earlier in chat that was very well done where it's just the camera looking at him shooting the gun yeah just an insane scene also when they in the flashback of the 60s when they're doing the heist and they get away and they crash into that bar and this character Shorty tells the cops that they're you know hiding in the forest that scene where they're up in the tree and the cops are underneath them and the like Water is coming off a leaf and falling mm. down there. That was super tense. But even then, the scene where the one brother sleeps with Shorty's wife and get and she gets caught and he like oh my god that hits scene. her with the shovel. Oh god! And then it comes back around to show him digging a hole in his house. Yeah. And <laughs> the subtitles said that like he was being arrested for burying his wife alive. Right. Like, so she wasn't dead when he started burying her. It's just like, scenes like that are just like so shocking and like, oh God, what a scene. I just felt like you just, you're living in this slum and you do this. I mean, you have this beautiful wife and she's like dead now just because, you know, you got made in that moment and now your life is over. Like maybe your life was over before that, but it's just hard to wrap your head around some of these scenes. It's, uh, and also the
2: way that the tender trio ended up, uh, it was kind of like the, the three, the three paths for anyone in this world where Shaggy, he tries to escape, but you know, the police are after him. So he gets killed by the police. Um, rocket's older brother. I think his name wasn't Benny. I can't remember what his name was. Um, but he gets killed by little dice. So it's like, he gets killed by a hood. Uh, and then the, the third, he decides, he says, you know, I'm done with this life and I'm going to go, I'm going to become a priest. <laughs> and he basically does that. And we never hear from him again. He's just like out of the movie. He, he's the only one who maybe actually escaped mm. this life. And I, how about that scene where he's walking back and the cops look at him. And they say, you stop, but there's somebody behind him. Yes. And that kid is just filled with fear and runs. So they chase him and he just keeps walking and escapes. And
1: then they kill that kid. Insane. Oh my God. What a moment. I think it was it, was it uh, Shaggy, the one that was trying to push the taxi out of town? Yeah. Ugh. That whole tracking shot of him running through the city, mm. just getting shot, and her following along with the the VW and that was incredible. Like there's just some incredible shots in this film. It's just yeah. it's so hard to watch. And at the end of this film, I didn't know I mean I knew how I felt, but I didn't know uh I don't know what the right words are. I didn't know like what to do with the information this film gives me in my head mm. like I, obviously my i don't know it's just weird this movie just brings up so much of a reality that i didn't like in the back of my brain i knew realities like this on some level existed but to watch it on film so well done so well performed so well uh shot and storytelling that it kind of—I don't know. It, it changing me is a different—is stupid to say, but it just—it's just—it's a whole another perspective on life.
0: Though, how about the one scene where the kid is hiding out? You know, the we talk about—they the, eventually get to the VW. But he asks her, he's like, "I think I wrote it down. Um, you had a job. What's it like?" Oh. You know, he's like, <laughs> "How old is he?" He's never had a job. He only knows the mm-hmm. life that he's grown up in as a hood. And he just asked her, like, "What's that like?" He has no idea. Mm. <laughs> Anything else on your list, Proto?
2: Last thing I uh, my thought was, oh, just how the beginning kind of felt like a western to me, yeah, with the tender trio. Uh, but instead of having like vast plains and cities far apart, the whole as if like the whole wild west is mm-hmm. contain, you know, condensed into like a single block of a city, um, and just the insanity of them. Uh, you know, running through there or just even doing a heist right in the middle of the street. And then once it's done, the police come, you just, you, you skip the, to the next block and just pretend to be playing soccer. Um, Just insane. Mm. Uh, My final thoughts, uh, this, um, it's, yeah, it's an amazing movie visually. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it, but also it's, it's, I it's so, to me, so confusing how to feel when you're, when you're seeing such such like destruction and and murder and death and especially by the people who are doing it. Um, but it, it's it, it's beautiful in the way that it's told. Um, it's moving, you know, these characters. I wouldn't say though that I, I felt like, I don't know. I didn't feel like a ton of connection to many of the characters. I felt more like a fly on the wall watching this happen. So for me,
0: this is a four-star movie. Mm. 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 Paul in chat says there's some interesting trivia on it. Paul, give us the number one, most interesting trivia from uh, IMDb. My final thoughts, this, I think I posted in my review that this was nominated and lost in all categories to Lord of the Rings three return of the King. And I was trying to think of back in 2002, you know, what was like the 2004? Re- I think it was the area where it was eventually nominated, but like the reactions to this movie of kind of like realistic uh, poverty and violence. It was probably like, I don't want to say like revolutionary, but you know, 20 years ago, this was probably like really eye opening. And I think it is today, but I just think there are other movies that have impacted me first. So I didn't have like a visceral emotional connection to this movie like I did in, you know, more recently Aroma. Um, It's great filmmaking, but like part of said, I didn't really connect with any of the characters. So I'm at four stars for this movie, City of God. And I don't know, it's, I don't know if like 20 more years of filmmaking have like worn on this movie where like I've seen other movies that are violent that impacted me in a different way. I don't know. It's just hard to explain why it didn't like become this, like one of the greatest movies of all time for me, at least in my Mm -hmm. viewing. So that's what I was thinking about. Like, am I, you know, it was like the Skinner meme. Am I out of touch when I was watching this movie? (laughs) But, um, that's my overall vibe. Danny, what about you?
1: Um, yeah, I think I feel like I've given enough final thoughts for me. This film is, is pretty great. Um, I feel like I'm gonna stick with a five star for now. Um, I don't know what would change it. It's pretty. It's pretty incredible. Um, there's a. There's a lot of stuff I love about this film. So uh, I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. Right. Uh, I don't know what would drive me to watch this film again, but it will definitely um, stay in my
0: brain for a while, mm. a long time. Yeah. Paul says the scene where the gang prays before the war was not scripted. During the shooting, a young boy, who used to be in a real gang, asked director if the group was not going to pray like they always did before any important confrontation with their enemies. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce the director's last name. Mire- Mire- Mireles told him to lead the prayer as they shot the scene. Mm, there you go. That's amazing.
1: <laughs> that's wild. It's just knowing that the people in this have been in these situations. Like That's wild to me that they're in this film.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad I finally uh, checked this off the list.
1: Mm -hmm, For sure.
2: Danny, Danny, you said um, that this, you don't know if you would want to rewatch this because of how hard it might be to rewatch. Is there a movie you would say is like the the, the movie that fills that category the most of like a movie you know, you will it was great, but you won't rewatch it again because of how hard of a watch it is?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Um, I feel like they're all, I think I've said that before. On another film. The Dark Knight Rises. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I know I've said it before.
0: Come and see, Ben says. Casey may know know the answer. Come and see.
2: I feel like for me, just the movie I always turn to is uh, Moonlight.
1: Have you guys seen Moonlight? I have. Mm -hmm. Moonlight's heavy.
2: Yeah, it just feels like a movie that was so great, but I just don't want to watch it again.
1: Mm. Casey
2: says, uh, Requiem, "Requiem for a dream. dream"
0: is a good one. <laughs> Requiem is a very good one. Hereditary, I probably would never want to watch again. Really? But you love Hereditary, I do. But I, I don't I, want to watch it again. I don't know. If I, I don't know. I have to. I have to think about it. If I want to sit and watch that again, uh, let's see. We have some VMs to get to. You can leave us a VM voicemail audio message or an email, a letter at 70mmpod.com. There's links on there for you to click through and make that happen. Let's see if this comes through the Discord. I think it should work.
3: Hey, 70mm, it's H, and I just wanted to call in and say thank you so much for choosing City of God. Mm. I've wanted to watch this movie for almost 20 years. I went to Brazil a couple of times in the early 2000s and had a weekend in Rio de Janeiro and just was so blown away by the city and the power, just the landscape and the country and the music. And I don't know, it was just, it felt so vibrant and also was warned a lot to be really careful because it's a very dangerous uh, location. And so, so many elements of that just rung intensely true in watching this film. Holy cow. Absolutely amazing. Five stars for sure. That's an easy five banger. Ah, just mm. really epic in scope and, and really glorious. So thank you for choosing that. And also I just wanted to say congrats on 200. You guys oh, done man. a great job and bring on 500. See you soon. Ciao. And by soon, I mean in two days. Mm. <laughs> 500 oh, I patrons. You, I
0: can't imagine the state of things at 500. Although I couldn't really imagine the state of things at 200, to be honest,
1: 200 page Imagine it. If, you're being, if we're being honest, our our goals, we're pushing year three goals, those year two. Those two. are private goals. No, kind of listen.
0: We People don't need dis- to know. You know, Reveal the goals. It's not a, you know, People is need to know private talk, how we this feel. Mm summit.
2: Everyone turn off your speakers. <laughs> Let them know.
0: Dale, can you wrangle him? We're not even on the road Dale, yet.
1: Step away from me.
0: Cut his mic. Please. Walk uh, away. Turn the knobs. Thank you, Dale. Thank you, H. Great voicemail. H, uh, you know, I I would never normally bring this up, but H somehow bringing in inside jokes to his own podcast into his VMs and I won't stand for it. (laughs) I won't stand for it one bit. Jason, come get your mans in chat, please. Bleep that out. A quick letter from Scott who sent in about the City of God pick. Subject line, great pick. Wow, 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 wow. In caps, City of God, amazing pick. Proto may even like this film. Sincerely, (laughs) Scott. The people know. Thank you, Scott. You were right. (laughs) (laughs) It's no holy mountain, that's for sure. I don't. (laughs) Poof. (laughs) Danny still has not emotionally recovered from the city of God feeling from the sounds (laughs) of it. Next VM, final VM. (laughs) La Cidade de
1: Cinema. What a pick this week. Thank you, Proto. City of God is definitely a favorite of mine, and I'm sorry I didn't expand the list to other Latin American countries. Maybe for next year I can make the list more expansive? Eyes? Eyes? The campaign starts now, for next year. City of God is so fantastic, intense, and one of the first Brazilian movies that I had watched. And what a start. You see Rio come alive into this movie for minute one and keeps it up the whole runtime. If you thought Uncut Gems is Mm anxiety-inducing, let me read off the first sentence in Art's review. Is there anything more unsettling than seeing a gun in the hands of the child? Mm. Also, spoilers, s- skip ahead 10 seconds if you haven't seen it, but that final shot showing the cycle continuing? Chill. Okay. Uh, anyways, another Brazilian movie that I'd recommend is Black Orpheus, found over at the Criterion channel. So happy that y'all decided to take this journey, and I'm keeping this VM short this week. But much amor. Obrigado.
0: Um, Just yeah. I respect it. Man for my own heart to let the music vibe out. Yeah. Uncut Gems is a great comparison. Uncut Gems is probably another movie that I wouldn't jump at the chance to watch again. Oh, I'd love to rewatch that. Oh
2: God. Anxiety Month.
0: Oh my God. Then we would definitely do hereditary anxiety month. <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that is it for VMs. Oh my goodness. What a what a week. What an episode. It's gonna take us a while to recover from this, but we can't what wait a journey. Long. What a journey we had. Thank you, Ismail, for the guidance on this journey. It was well worth it. I mean, I got Roma out of the deal. Did I, t- did I reveal on this show that it's in my top four now? Did you put it there? I did put it in my top four Look on Look at Letterboxd. you. Proud of you. Big day. Big, big. Big day. Will it be bigger than Danny's pick <sighs> for next week? I'm going to say no. We're going to start, I don't think we have a catchy name for it. Horror Month, Horror Month Volume 2. The usual. The usual suspects. We mm. did Horror Month last year, if you remember, all the way back then. A lot of new friends since then, but we did The Fly with our friends at Bat and Spider.
1: <sighs> what an episode. Holy cow. Love those boys.
0: Uh, we did... Hold on. Let me, let me pull up our numbers. Our, uh, we do not reveal yeah, the numbers, I, remember? No, no, I misspoke. Not numbers. Uh, poopy 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 poop, poop, We did Halloween. We dropped Halloween, I think, on... <sighs> The night before Halloween, remember that? What a banger! Remember (laughs) Proto's thoughts on the movie Halloween? (laughs) No one's recovered. (laughs) Yeah, you could not have hurt. You could not have predicted Proto's comments on. I couldn't. The movie and the music. People still haven't recovered from that. Yeah, we're
2: about. I've hurt a lot of people. With, with those thoughts. And I've reflected a lot upon that. And I've decided not to change.
0: it <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just the comments on the music alone. Oh, my. God. <laughs> ben Tramer. Is that the kid that exploded? <laughs> that kid. I Remember that? Oh, my God. His flaming corpse in oh that movie. My oh, my gosh. God. I'm so cracking up at that Uh, cripes Uh, we also did Invasion of the Body Snatchers thank you for pulling that list up
1: what a great episode
0: holy cow love that movie Scream remember the Scream app (laughs) we were (laughs) cooking (laughs) like gas (laughs) sorry sorry we also did x the man with the x-ray eyes we don't talk about that. and uh just before that another horrifying movie star trek the motion picture (laughs) 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 i couldn't even say it oh my god what a way to start off horror month with star trek the motion picture remember there turtlenecks in that movie oh my god (laughs) <laughs> so Danny is kicking off this. I can't theme. believe I got to kick it off. You got to kick it off, just like you did uh, for Latin American Movie Month. Mm-hmm. And no, no pressure, no pressure, no pressure.
1: Okay. It gonna go? So you know, in finding a video, uh, a video. Sorry, excuse me. A movie that the two of you have not. I wanted to do something where you guys had to at least put your first letterboxed reviews. I know. Mm-hmm. You may have seen this film. Uh, And I talk about on the um, Matrix episode, for those in the Patreon, um, what a great year 1999 is. Oh. I'm going to go with some hometown heroes of University of Central Florida. (laughs) Daniel Merrick and Eduardo Sanchez's The Blair Witch Project.
0: Oh, my gosh. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, it's all been leading to this.
1: Yeah. Uh, These boys started making this film in film school here at UCF. And uh, it's a movie that I'm excited to watch with you guys. None of us have it logged on Letterboxd. Matt has a checkmark and uh, I'm excited to watch this with you guys. I like this genre of horror. The found footage. Yes. Yes. uh, It's right up my alley.
0: (laughs) So uh, found footage a month. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm excited to watch it with you guys. I don't think I've seen this since I saw it in theaters with my sisters opening night. <sighs> oh, I, so for, I think for
1: the 20th anniversary here, they had the directors come back in town and they watched it, they screened it and I just wanted to go and I never got it. I didn't do it. So um, here we'll we
0: go. We'll get into it in the episode, but I can't wait. Do you remember... Talk the MTV me. marketing campaign behind this movie where they had the fake documentary Yo, it was about no the joke. Blair Witch project yes oh my god unreal <laughs> the i mean do- that's yeah, the that's doc real. Was creepy that is real people people yeah. were calling the tv stations thinking know, this is real so life
1: it's wild love it
0: oh we'll
1: get into god. it next week to kick off horror god but- do you look like you're sweating. Are you sweating? Proto is sweating right now. <laughs> do you have a story about Blair Witch Project?
2: No, I mean, I've never seen this. And oh my like, God. I've, it's not like, it's not my thing. So
3: oh. we we'll this
2: goes. <laughs> you guys know how I feel about
0: it. Can you record you and Jem, Jetta watching this movie? Oh, it's immodic. Immodic. Jenna's not
2: going to be in the house I need you to lock
0: in Jenna here. in the room in front of the TV <laughs> to watch this with you
2: we, we need a review off.
0: oh my god great pick holy cow great cool. I'm excited pick. <laughs> Dale says the music sucks in this movie Proto can't wait <laughs> 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 will it be rated higher than Proto's two star Halloween we'll find out stay tuned great pick fantastic pick Proto it's time to say goodnight to everyone listening in podcast land. Everyone. Thanks for joining us
2: on this Latin American month journey that we've gone through. Thank you, Ismail. Um, I don't really have anything else to say, but this has been great. <laughs> I'm so glad that, um, you know, Dale's going to come on next week
0: for Blair Witch. And I can't wait to hear the episode. And thank you so much to all 200 plus people that support us each and every month. We love you. Yeah, thank you, guys. 70 Millimeter is a tape deck production with original artwork provided by Danny Haas. Spiritual guidance provided and V'ger, the robot who loves movies, created by Protolexis. Producer, Emeritus Dale underscore A. Transcripts provided by Sophie Shin. Prints and other merch are available on 70mmpod.com. This episode was mixed, edited, and produced by me, Slim. Support our Patreon for access to our VHS Village Discord to talk movies with new friends and access to exclusive episodes, discounts on merch, and a physical membership card mailed to you. To check out other Tape Deck podcasts, find the link in the episode notes. And if you'd like to support our friends at Letterboxd and upgrade to pro or patron status, you can do so with a 20% off discount using the links on 70mmpod.com Goodbye.
3: this is this, this is a tape deck podcast